0: Look alive, people. New episode of Fin It to Win It is coming in hot. I am Kyle Krabs, host of Fin It to Win It, managing editor of USA Today's Dolphins Wire, a lifelong Dolphins fan, and yes, if you listened to last week's show, I am recording this podcast in my very own Ray Finkel jersey. And I am just thrilled at the quality of this thing to be honest with you I've slept in it every night I haven't taken it off it's fine you can get one on Amazon they're like 30 bucks stitched ray finkel throwback jersey definitely not NFL authenticated but that's okay I won't tell anybody today what I want to do we're in the uh, the late July or late June early July doldrums of the NFL where there's nothing happening we have for the Dolphins specifically, just under four weeks until rookies show up for uh, the beginning of training camp. It was a, a month to the day yesterday from when veterans will be showing up for Dolphins training camp. And the next thing you know, you got two and a half weeks, and then the team goes to Tampa for joint practices, and the first preseason game is August 8th against the Falcons. So it'll be here before we know. But what I want to do today is I want to take advantage of Some of the downtime, some of this downtime to look at the Dolphins roster, specifically the needs on the roster and who some potential fits could be, whether it's in free agency. We know the Dolphins aren't going to be bank breakers in free agency or through the NFL draft with all of these draft selections that they have. I want to talk about who can fit as pieces of that puzzle for 2020. I know we're kind of putting the cart before the horse. We need to see how the 2019 season goes. But generally speaking, we know what the strengths and weaknesses are of the roster. We have a couple unknowns. The quarterback position in Josh Rosen is one. But we know we can't go into 2020 with the same pass rush group that we have right now. We know we need to continue to upgrade the offensive line, both on the interior and potentially at right tackle. We need a tight end. We need a volume wide receiver. We need to figure out, we have some uncertainty at the running back position. We need a corner opposite Xavier. So like we know certain things already and we can begin to focus forward because these prospects aren't just going to drop out of midair. But before we do one thing, I do want to talk about today. I want to talk about the rankings that were just released Uh from Emory University's Professor Michael Lewis, who runs a quantitative analysis uh, of all 32 NFL fan bases, and quote, uh, "His approach to evaluating fan bases uses data on attendance." revenues, social media following and road attendance to develop statistical models of fan interest. The key is that the models are used to determine which cities' fans are more willing to spend or follow their teams after controlling for factors like market size and short-term changes in winning and losing. So when you ignore the ebbs and flows on a year-to-year basis of dolphins going 6 and 10, 10 and 6, 8 and 8, 7 and 9, 7 and 9, 6 and 10, and you focus specifically on how much the Dolphins fan base is willing to invest in their team, whether that's in season tickets at home, going to road games and representing your team, merchandise and apparel, buying jerseys, buying hats, buying flags, following on social media, talking about the games, where would you guess that the Miami Dolphins fan base ranks and the, the general consensus on the street is that uh, Miami's not a football town and that Dolphins fans stink. I don't know if you, you've heard that, but me having worked in football media for several years, the the general consensus is Dolphins fans stink. They don't show up to their own stadium. They don't care about the team. It's become a basketball city. And while some of that may be true, it, attendance to games is, is not – not where it should be Dolphins fans will show up to a successful team and Dolphins fans in Miami get a bit of a a bum rap because when you consider the amount of people who maybe didn't grow up in South Florida, maybe they grew up South of, of Miami and came to the United States or there's, Snowbirds from the that are coming from all over the country into Florida, maybe not specifically Miami, but the surrounding areas, the Gulf Coast. There's a lot of people that are in that close proximity that just either came from other places or don't care about football. And um, I was surprised to find out that the Dolphins, this model, based on what the consensus is of Dolphins fans. This model ranked the Dolphins fans in the top half of the league, 14th best fan base in the NFL. Uh, How did this happen? Dolphins fan base scored very well in road equity, which means Dolphins fans are well represented at other NFL stadiums around the league. Only three other AFC fan bases scored in the top 10, the Patriots, the Raiders, and the Steelers. Dolphins were ninth overall in that category out of 32. Dolphins, middle of the road in fan equity, uh, home ticket sales, merchandise, jerseys, hats, blah, 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 Um, which is not bad. It's middle of the road. The Dolphins have not had star power for a really long time, and to be middle of the road with season ticket sales and jersey sales and without having, like, that player that you can hang your hat on, a Patrick Mahomes, a Tom Brady, a J.J. Watt, like... To be middle-of-the-road despite having no personalities that, that really stand out as stars in the NFL for a really long time was a pleasant surprise for me. And then they rank uh, their worst ranking came in social equity. They were 20th. So hit subscribe on this podcast. Follow the Dolphins on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Talk about the games. That is one thing I have noticed myself. Our fan base, there's a, a, a very vocal minority that i engage with conversations with on twitter i'm at grinding the tape and um i see the same probably 15 faces talking about the dolphins i know there's more than 15 fans out there we just ranked 14th in the league talk about your team get that conversation going but generally speaking by and large i was very surprised to find out that the league rated us or that we are league rated in the top half of the nfl 14th overall best fan base in 2008 and in the year of 2019 reacting to the 2018 season. Let's talk about some free agents, 2020 free agents looking up and down the list. A lot of veteran players that probably let's be honest are not going to hit the market. Phillip Rivers is not going to hit the market. Jadavion Clowney might hit the market. That's an interesting one. He he has the second-highest market value of any player projected to go into free agency next year. He's on the franchise tag right now. He's getting almost $16 million a year. Uh, Clowney is 27 years old as we speak. And if you give me just one minute, my producer is going to pull up the stats for Javion Clowney, who's had a nice nice start to his career. He He battled injuries early on, right? He only played in four games as a rookie in 2014 as the number one overall pick. The last two years, Clowney has had 18 and a half sacks, 21 quarterback hits in each of those two years, and 37 tackles for loss. This is not just a speed rusher, and that's part of what made Clowney a top selection in 2014. Uh, he will turn 27 in February of 2020. So he'll be 27 years old. Uh, coming off a season in which he's getting fifteen, almost $16 million. If Clowney hits the market, the Dolphins will not sniff him. He's one of those players that is going to come in, take what Trey Flowers got last year, and add $2 million on top of it. And that's what Jadavion Clowney will get. And the Dolphins got out of the Trey Flowers market because he was too expensive. So any of these players, any of these players right now that are entering... 2020 free agency. If the Dolphins want them, their best bet is to strike a deal right now. And then pay the man. Because if you acquire that player, you get a year of that player. You give up some compensation in return for that player. And then you can make the decision to leave and recoup a compensatory pick in the following year, 2021. Or... You can choose to sign that player, and it will not hurt your compensatory formula for 2021. So don't kick the can down the road and just sign everybody in in the free agency period and continue to take away your opportunity to add draft capital in addition to adding players. It's what the Patriots did, right? Think about Trenton Brown. They traded him peanuts for him. Trenton Brown starts at, at... tackle for the patriots they win a super bowl trenton brown gets a record-breaking contract patriots gave up like nothing to get trenton brown and they got a third round pick in return in 2020 so as we're reading through some of these names that's something to remember now the, the question really comes down to do the dolphins feel like they are one player away from being competitive and i don't think that that will happen i don't think that will materialize but if it were to materialize then who were some players that would make some sense? We mentioned Javion Clowney. Rich price tag, probably out of the Dolphins price range. You scroll down this list, one name that does jump out to me, uh, the Carolina Panthers, offensive lineman Darrell Williams. He started three years at right tackle. Uh, he got hurt last year and then came back on a one-year prove-it deal for $6 million. And I believe they're going to play him at guard, because they brought in Greg Little to play left tackle. Uh, They have Taylor Moton as another player uh, best suited to play offensive tackle. So Darrell Williams is probably going to end up getting slotted at one of the guard positions, and he was a good right tackle before he got hurt. So a player on a one-year $6 million deal could stand out in a couple different ways. Because he's playing inside, all of a sudden, Panthers are potentially going to mitigate his free agent value because tackles get paid more than guards, just the way it is. I don't expect the Panthers will be in a position to part with him before the season because he's playing there because they need the upgrade in the offensive line. But Darrell Williams is an offseason name for next season that he would likely command more than $6 million per. But he is a name who, economically speaking, may end up being in the Dolphins' price range at a position of need. He's better than Jordan Mills. He can play tackle. We'll find out how well he can play guard. So if you ever catch the Panthers on TV, pay attention to Darrell Williams and see what his level of play is like. Tyler Eifert's another one. Now, this was a case that I had made for a signing... This offseason, he went back to the Bengals on a one-year, $4 million deal. Eifert's never healthy, right? He's had, he has seven years of experience in the NFL. And I think he played one healthy season in which he was unstoppable. He caught like 13 touchdowns. But he's going to be cheap. And if he's going to play, he's going to be much better than Like he is. Mike Gusecki's absolute best-case scenario is Mike Gusecki could turn into a version of Tyler Eifert. Would be great for him to learn from Tyler Eiffert. Eiffert would be 29 years old next season. That's a name that jumps out to me is again another. It's he's kind of like the, the players that the Dolphins have attracted this offseason, the Island of Misfit toys and, and broken players like Eric Rowe, who can never stay healthy. Tyler Eiffert's that same mold, and financially speaking, he's cheap. So whether it's Gasecki or another tight end. Having a a presence who is a vertical receiving threat and excelled in that role at the NFL level would be very beneficial, in my opinion, to the Dolphins. Kind of scrolling through here. Uh, Mike Daniels, Green Bay Packers, is slated to become a free agent next year. I don't know if Daniels hits the market because he's extremely good. Uh, Has been very good with the Packers. He's 30 years old right now. Uh, his actual salary is just over ten, just under ten and a half million dollars. Um, Daniels would be a great fit. He worked with Patrick Graham in, in Green Bay, so you know there's some familiarity there. The question is, what is the income versus outgoing of incoming versus outgoing uh, financial costs for the Dolphins in free agency? Because he's probably going to command. to $12 million a year. And that probably feels like it would be about the ceiling for Dolphins in free agency relative to how long they were in the Trey Flowers market. But with that said, Daniels will also be 31 years old, so does that eliminate him or bring their willingness to spend down even further? But I think from a schematic standpoint, Mike Daniels would be a phenomenal fit with the multiple tight front that the Miami Dolphins want to run. And the Packers have depth, and they've continued to draft uh, defensive linemen. They just drafted Rayshon Gary, who uh, I can't envision excelling at the NFL level as an outside linebacker. He's going to have to put on 10 pounds and, and try and get up to 290, 295, and, and play with his hand in the dirt along the defensive line. And I think that's where he's best best suited in the NFL, but did they make that pick with the anticipation that hey, Daniels is probably out the picture long term? Devin McCourty's entering free agency, but the Dolphins uh, probably have safety set. Rashad Jones will be on the way out. McCourty's also almost making ten million dollars per and thirty three years old, so uh, it makes the the Dolphins situation makes them very difficult to project because you don't know how much they're going to covet age and youth versus cost, uh, what that allows them to do from free agency as far as targeting guys who are short-term. And the way I like to look at it is the way the New England Patriots have, have handled their is They've had five or six foundational pieces of their team. And everything that they do beyond that People can be interchangeable. So if you get a price-friendly rate, you can sign a vet. He'll play two years for you, and then they'll kick him to the curb or they'll let him go because they signed him to a short-term deal. And then get the next guy in there, and he just fits the qualities that they want. But you have to have those foundational pieces in place, and that's why the Dolphins right now, what they're doing with the entire roster rebuild is so important because you have to establish who those players are, who those players are that you're willing to pay And then you have to continue to draft well to add depth to your roster. Brian Bulaga, set to enter free agency, he's 30 years old. Uh, His cap hit for the Packers this year is just under $8.5 million. His base salary is $5.8 million. Uh, Again, another upgrade over Jordan Mills. I would love to look into the draft and be able to say we're going to draft answers to all of the problems on the roster but i also don't think that's a realistic way to build a team you have to use free agency you have to use it as a weapon it's just how much do you use it how much of what you want to fall back on is unknown commodities it's risky business i will say one name that if the dolphins could grab he's uh entering the last year of his rookie contract and he is a phenomenal football player. One to keep an eye on, Brandon Scherf. This would be a guy that I would give over $10 million per to. Uh, was hurt last year in 2018. Uh, got hurt in the, the early portions of the season. Uh, he only played eight games, 506 snaps last year. So under 50% of the snaps for the Redskins last year. Was the fifth overall pick out of Iowa in 2015. And if that man hits the market, put that man at right guard. So you got Tunsell, Dieter at left guard, whoever you want the chips to fall to, whether it's Chris Reed or Daniel Kilgore at center, and then Brandon Scherf on the other side. Oh, Nelly. The Dolphins will be very physical in between the tackles, which is a big change from the softies that this team has rolled out for quite a while now. That would be a guy that I would break the bank. I would be willing to concede any high-end compensatory pick for a guy like Brandon Scherf if he hits the market. And he's only 20, he'll be 28, 28 years old next year. Um, the other one that I made a case for potentially trading for this player, I uh, believe two weeks ago on, on Dolphins Wire, is uh, Yannick Ngakwe, who's currently... Involved in a, a uh, contract dispute with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And Ngakwe, and and over the last three years, has led the NFL in quarterback pressures. He's kind of a D Ford type player. He would be a player that the Dolphins wanted to move a second round pick for, D Ford got traded on the franchise tag from Kansas City to San Francisco for a second round pick. Dolphins have two second round picks. I think that's, that would be a logical addition. Now, the problem is you, you'd have to pay him right away. You'd either have to franchise tag him and you're going to piss him off, or you'd have to pay him right away. But he would be a player, speed rusher. Maybe you put him up in some two-point stance in 4-3 over alignments and let him rush on the line of scrimmage. The problem is he's not going to be an every-down ace. He's not going to be a guy that can play base 4-3 in or have his hand in the dirt or set the edge against the line of scrimmage in the run game. It's just not his strength. He's 240 pounds, but he's a phenomenal pass rusher and the dolphins have none of it right now. So some names to consider in the future going forward, before we switch gears and go over to the NFL draft for some potential answers to some problems, most specifically on the line of scrimmage and the quarterback position. I want to talk to you guys about our sponsors for today's show. We have two, including a new sponsor that I want to welcome but before I get to our new sponsor, I do want to remind you guys that we are really thrilled to be teaming up with Harry's to make our listeners shave comfortably. Go to harrys.com slash blue and save $10 on a value trial set, which includes a five blade razor with lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel and a travel blade cover. You get all that for just $3 shipped right to your front door. Enough with the cheap razors. It's totally worth trying Harry's. Harry's has fixed shaving by combining simple, clean design with quality and durable blades at a fair price. Harry's founders were tired of paying for razors that were overpriced and overdesigned, so they bought a world-class blade factory in Germany. Talk about a power move that's been making quality blades for over 25 years. Join the 10 million who have tried Harry's and claim your free trial offer by going to harrys.com slash bluewire. All of Harry's blades come with a 100% quality guarantee. If you do not love your shave, let them know and they will give you a full refund. And your risk is only $3. Make sure you go to harrys.com bluewire to redeem your trial set. Our new sponsor is Roman. I want to talk to you guys about Roman. Guys are terrible at taking care of their health. Whether it's a knee injury, a bad back, or something worse, guys are usually more comfortable rubbing some dirt on it than seeing a doctor. And I got to come clean here. I separated my shoulder probably six years ago, seven years ago, playing semi-professional football. They popped it back in. I went back in the game. I got home and I took my pads off and my collarbone was not where it was supposed to be. And to this day, that collarbone remains not where it's supposed to be because I preferred to just ice it, rest it, and play the next week. So case in point, guilty as charged. The same is true for another condition, erectile dysfunction. Studies show 70% of guys who experience ED do not get treated for it. Thankfully, Roman has created an easy way to chat with a doctor online. With Roman, you can get medical care for ED, if appropriate, from the comfort and privacy of your own home. You can handle everything online in a convenient, discreet manner. Getting started is simple. Just go to... GetRoman.com slash BlueWire and complete an online visit. If your doctor decides that treatment would be appropriate, they can prescribe genuine medication that can be delivered in discreet packaging right to your door with free two-day shipping. Guys, go talk to the doctor. Erectile dysfunction can be tough to tackle, but it's really important to get checked out. With Roman, it's easy to connect with a doctor. Go to GetRoman.com slash BlueWire to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash BlueWire for a free visit to get started. Getroman.com slash blue wire. Let's talk about the draft, shall we? The NFL draft in 2020 is a promising collection of pass rushers, quarterbacks, and offensive tackles. That's a great recipe for the Miami Dolphins. Let's be honest here because that I mean that's exactly what we need. One of the players that I watched in my works for the Draft Network, I'm a full-time NFL draft analyst at thedraftnetwork.com, Tristan Wirfs, you know, I talked about Brandon Scherf and how he has this great pedigree being from uh, the University of Iowa. Well, Tristan Wirfs is the right tackle at the University of Iowa right now, and I am going to tell you right now, Tristan Wirfs, if he chooses to enter the 2020 NFL Draft, will be a top 20-25 selection. Massive human being, road grader, athletic, nimble on his feet. Very, very good player. I was very impressed when I turned it on and watched. I wasn't even supposed to be watching him. I was watching the other Iowa offensive tackle. The left tackle was a guy that came in with with very high reputation. His name's Alaric Jackson. He's a redshirt junior. He's okay. But Tristan Wirfs, man. He's a true junior, big body, he looks the part. He's like a more nimble Cody Ford with long arms, longer arms. It's a great combination. Cody Ford, if you don't remember, went to the Buffalo Bills in the early second round this past year's draft. Iowa also has a pass rusher who could be of extreme, supreme interest to the Miami Dolphins. A.J. Epineza. Number 94, he's a pass rusher. Last year, he had 10.5 sacks, 16.5 tackles for loss. Think about what Brian Flores has said he wants in a pass rusher. He wants heavy-handed defensive lineman. That's Epineza. He's extremely physically mature. He's about 275 pounds, uh, and he's got a really effective snatch-rip pass-rush combo working off the edge. I do want to see him get a little bit more mature as far as setting up offensive tackles in their pass sets. Too often he kind of takes on a full man man instead of a half man. And how that's important is if you take the full man, you're giving him your whole body. If you attack the outside half of a man or an inside half of a man, depending on which direction you want to go, you can create turn and twist in that offensive tackle and reduce those angles that you have to turn in order to get to the quarterback. And that's an area for Epines. I want to see him continue to flesh that out. But wins with power, wins with length, very potent hands. Got some similar strengths and weaknesses to Trey Flowers. But he's a more dynamic pass rusher than than what Trey Flowers was coming out of college. Probably expect him to be a top 20 selection as well. Big Ten's got a couple of guys. Chase Young from Ohio State is... More 245, 250 speed rusher. He's more potent and explosive than either one of the Bosa brothers. Now, he's not as good at the point of attack. He's more of a gap penetration player. So I don't know what his, even though he's going to be a top 20, top 30 pick, I don't know what Chase Young's uh, scheme fit is specifically for the Dolphins. And the Dolphins strike me as a team that's not going to make concessions on their their qualities that they're looking for even though chase young could feasibly be a transcendent player that could play in any type of scheme i don't know if they would invest the, the pick that would be required to get chase young on the team and the other one from the big 10 yater gross mottos from penn state number 99 he's another guy like Iowa's aj epinesa who's six foot six very long arms 275 pounds He's more athletic than Epinesi. He's more fluid. He's more quick and sudden and fast twitched. He had eight sacks and 20 tackles for a loss last year. But he's even more raw as a pass rusher. He's a little inconsistent at the point of attack. So the Big Ten, if you're going to watch college football with intent in scouting for the Dolphins, watch the Big Ten for their pass rushers. And you can also watch them for the offensive line. I mentioned Tristan Wirst from Iowa, but another absolute stud that would greatly benefit the Dolphins is Tyler Beatis, the center from Wisconsin. This year's redshirt junior, if he would have entered last year's class as a redshirt sophomore, he probably would have been my number one interior offensive lineman. Ahead of Eric McCoy and Chris Lindstrom. Chris Lindstrom went 14 to the Falcons. Beatis is better than that. He's a power center who's scheme transcendent. He can play in any type of offense, whether the Dolphins want to run. Gap power whether they want to run inside zone, outside zone. He can literally do it all. Imagine for a second the Dolphins had Laramie Tunsell, the Michael Dieter pick in the third round from this year hits, and then you got Tyler Beatus, who you draft, and then you sign Brandon Scherf in free agency. Dolphins' offensive line is suddenly, magically, no longer a liability. When's the last time we could say that? that the Dolphins' offensive line was not a liability, and that entire core would be young. Oldest one would be Scherf at 28 years old. All this goes without saying and makes the assumption that the Dolphins do not need a quarterback, or that they do need a quarterback, and they do the assessment of Tua Tagovailoa, and Jake Fromm, and Jordan Love, and they don't like what they see. And Dolphins fans, if that happened, will probably stomp their feet but remember, it's better to not make the pick than make a pick and make the wrong one. I like to attack a ton. Do I think he's a can't miss prospect? No, I do not. I personally don't like Jake Fromm as an NFL prospect very much at all. Jordan Love is a player who can work his way into that that air as a prospect and I know uh, my friends from uh, 5 Reason Sports and 3 Yards Per Carry they're big Jordan Love guys and I have great respect for the work that those guys do covering the Miami Dolphins would recommend you check them out as well if you have not already but for me Love made a big jump last year but he needs to stabilize his stock and his play in order for me to consider him as that level of a prospect I don't think we've reached that space with him yet. yet He's got physical tools. He's very athletic. He's got a live arm. It's a good start. Jake Eason from Washington, the big arm guy. Is is he Matt Stafford or Christian Hackenberg? Well, we don't know. There's a lot that has to play out in that front, but I did want to present you guys with some alternatives and prospects who the Dolphins could really thrive with if they were to choose to go a different direction because at the end of the day, Trevor Lawrence is just there on the horizon for 2020. Or maybe Josh Rosen works out and the Dolphins don't need to invest. And then they can trade a pick in the first round and trade back and draft Tyler Biotis and sign Brandon Scherf and get an extra first round pick for 2021. And then if Rosen falls on his face flat, then you got two first round picks for either Trevor Lawrence is in the draft. The possibilities are endless folks. And there's a lot to look forward to. And I really want to hammer that point home because Vegas expects the Dolphins to suck. That's fine. Let them expect that they suck, and maybe the Dolphins will suck. But whether they suck or not, ultimately, at the end of the day, we have a new regime. We have a new thought process. It's a very exciting time to be Miami Dolphins fans. Thank you guys so much for listening to Fin It to Win It. I'm Kyle Krabs. I'll talk with you guys again next week. Think about hitting subscribe, checking out everything else that Blue Wire has to offer. they got a ton of great podcasts. I'll chat with you guys soon.